Uh, so we, um, we got as far last week as the, as the Ramban Shitta in the meaning of Hevel. Right? Remember that the Ramban said that Hevel is the breath a person breathes on a cold day. And uh, so you see at the end, uh, whatever the, the physics of it is, but that disappears very fast. So, a Hevel is something which doesn't have any key on it. Lasts for a few moments, then it's gone. Shaila, which the Ramban asked, how can Shlaima Mela say that the, the whole world is Hevel? And Moshe Rabbeinu, when the Torah said, the Alakimus Kalasha also, a Torah, a Torah, so it's a good world. So, remember that the Ramban was Machalik, between the Protim and the Klala. That when it says in the Torah that it's all good, that it's Taiv, then we're talking about the Klolin. Trees are good. The individual tree is transient. Humanity is good. The individual person dies. Or there's a Philip. Shonamelech is talking about the Havel of the individual and the Torah is talking about the type of the Klal. So, that's okay, that's a Teret. But it leaves open the question of why does Hashem want to do that? In other words, why is it that there's a built-in obsolescence in the creation? But the Hashem created a world where nothing lasts very long. Why make such a world? Wouldn't it be nicer? Moisa Mashiach steht, Hanah ben Neo Shonim Yomus. Somebody dies young, it'll be a hundred. Give somebody a stick of chiyas. Let him live. Interesting story. Chaim Vedoshna brings it from an Agoda. There's a place called Luz. So Moisa Shabbos stick a sugi Right, the Moses is all Chazal, I don't know where it is, that there's a bone in the body called Luz, right, and the, that never dies, that never, that's Mispanus from the Lava But there's a place called Luz where nobody ever died. People lived, people lived eternally. There's no death there, I think it's more said, because nobody tells any shaker there, whole nicer. There, so Luz, people who lived in Luz didn't know what death was. Tell a miser that a loser citizen met an ordinary person once and they started schmoozing. And the guy told him, happened to come onto the question of death. So the guy, what's that? The person from Luz asked him. So he said, that's what he told him, 70, 80 years or something, and then people die. So he found it difficult to grasp. There's not anything he'd experienced ever. So, um, but then it sort of penetrated to the man from Luz that there is such a thing as death. So he says, gee, I'm really interested how you people live. So I'm quite sure, for example, that for food, all you eat is perhaps a couple of berries or you find yourself an apple off the tree or something or a bit of cereal grain or something like that. Like, surely for 80 years you're not going to bother with cooking or anything like that. 
right? Or that you buy a place and eat good quality food. I mean, there's no food for us, like we live eternities, oh, you have a state, a statement, yeah? But for you people, for sure you don't go into any of that kind of nonsense. So the guy told him, no, as a matter of fact, we're very much with what we eat, and if the meal is a little bit uh, less tasty one evening, we make a whole fuss about it. And, uh, you know, we're very concerned with what we eat. So the loser couldn't understand that either. All right, so he made Sholem with that. He says, but for clothes, he says, for sure you don't wear bother. Yeah, Mr. Amla, you find yourself a fig leaf in this race or, a, or some kind of a schmatt. And you put that on. How long are you around? So the guy says, no, it's a ganze ace that the hat brims have to be a quarter of an inch longer or shorter. Or the tie has to be broader or narrower. Not so precious. I didn't understand that either. And he said about the, about the dealers, he says, no, at least you don't have the trouble of building houses. You find yourself a cave somewhere under a rock. Where it's dry. It wasn't like that either. I mean, what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is that transience, the fact of not living very long, if we have some seichel, would give us a certain perspective of life. That is why the Rebbeinishon made the Priya that way. Ban in the Droshes and Kahela says, Like also, Shiyiru Milfanat, as a possible Kahela Shem made in order that people should fear him. I also, the Chazal say, what did he make? in order that people should fear him, is Malachim Mavis. The Banshim created Malachim Mavis in order that people should be a little scared. means that we should know that there comes a point, and a pretty clearly defined point, at least an outside definition, people don't live much longer than a certain age, we hope we live, we live, but in terms of eternity, is also not so long. So there is a point at which a person knows that she's not going to live beyond that point, and that there's going to be a din v'cheshben. So, shot is like this, that especially the way we're learning in Kahelas, that it's the Sefer which teaches us how to serve Hashem, their hero. So this transience is a very important part of it. Now, if a person is going to be a yore, he needs to know that there is such a thing as a limit. So, from this conversation between the man from Luz and the regular person, you can tell a little bit of just how stupid we are. We really are very stupid. Right? Because we, we, we do, I mean, you know, like the description which he gave, it is correct. We do mind about whether, 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 whether the suit looks like this or it looks like that or whether I have a, uh, such a patio or such a patio in my, in my apartment. It doesn't make much sense. The Rambam says, in the Pilsha Mishnah, sometimes he says, <laughs> he says, the whole world spins around on crazies. And he, he brings this marshal. Yeah, he says, people build houses. Yeah, they build a house to stand for 200 years, and they're not going to be around. So somebody who does that has got to be a little crazy. Very crazy. Depending. 
So, the, the knowledge that things are permanent can inspire us with yoga. That is the function of Misa in the world. You know that there's a Chazal, Meir was a Seufer, he wrote Sifre Torah, and the Sifre Shadab Meir, Matsu Kosov, Hinei Toiv Ma'od, Toiv Mobes. In other words, that when he was writing the Sefer Torah, he was writing Bereshah, so that's how the Ramban was Masbeh. How come? Shadab Agdizah, he was writing, he was thinking what he was writing, he was being Mechavan what he was writing, and as he was writing the Posuk at the end of the Bria, of the sixth day, and he was coming to the, coming to the Posuk that he was being misbeinen. He was being misbeinen. And he was thinking, wow, just how good is Teva? And he saw that every aspect of Teva is good. Even the aspects which seem to us superficially to be not so good. As he was thinking about that, he said, well, Mavis is also very good. And therefore, as he was thinking that, by mistake, instead of writing Hine Tov Ma'od, he wrote Hine Tov Mavis. There is the Ramban in Chumash. Hine Tov Ma'od. Okay. Hu ha-kiyum Ramban shitters that when it says by Briyot, Kim Kitov, it means that that is the rotsen of Hashem, that it should remain that way. That's the mashmoz of that sentence. kitov. Okay. The tam ma'od, what does it mean, kitov ma'od, at the end of the whole Bria. All the other days it says kitov. But here it says kitov ma'od. So what does the ma'od mean? Ribi. Very good. Now why add that over here? V'hoisef b'yoyim hazeh leimokein this final judgment of what the Bria looks like is a cloyistic judgment. It's a judgment not on any particular plot in the Bria, but on the total creation. Now, in the totality, there is also bad. That's inherent in a created world. So there are bad aspects too. So, Oynishim was made that the totality is good and even the bad parts are also good. For Oma Kitov Ma'od, Ma'odo Tov. In other words, the Ma'od of the Bria, that aspect of the Bria which calls forth the word Ma'od, namely those parts of the Bria which are bad, are also good. The Zeo Mama Bebreshes Rabba, Vehine Tov Ma'od, Vehine Tov Zer. Moves, that's the Sefer Torah of Rab Meir. V'chein is kiru ze Yetzah Horah, v'zu midas Poronius, the Yetzah Horah is good, the midas Poronius is good. V'lozeh gam nesravin unkelus sh'omer b'kan v'hot takin l'chadot. It's very good. Yomushu b'sukin ha-seida ma'od, ki horah tsorich b'kiyum ha-toiv, ki inyin sh'nema, taka awa koheles t'kasugyum, ha-koil z'man v'eis l'chol chayfetz tachas ha-shomoyim. There's a time for everything, including sad things. So, an important function of transience, death, temporarity, if that's the right word, is 
idea of inculcating into us a correct sense of values. We know that we only have a limited amount of time in this world. If we are safer, we'll use it for smart things, not for stupid things. There's another aspect which the knowledge of transience can give us. And that is the Indian of Jesus. We know that our time is limited. We only have a little time to uh, spend in this world, so whatever we do, we won't laser on. We won't waste time. Do things fast, we'll be economical, and we'll hop around whatever we can. So really, both those aspects of the toughness of transience, of Hevel, Kohelis talks about that. If you look in Perak Zion, we'll see altogether that Kohelis asks most of his questions in the first part of the Sefer, and when he gets to Perak Zion, he begins to give the answers. So as we say, Toiv Shem Mishem and Tov, we'll talk about that. V'yoyim ha-moves m'yoyim hivoldoi, Toiv lo lechas el beis evel, v'lechas el beis mishveh, See, that's the first aspect which we talked about. Sometimes it's pretty good to go to a base Eivel. If you have a choice, you go to Mimnachem Ovel or you go to Chasna. says, go to Mimnachem Ovel. It's healthy. Right? Why? Because Achai Yitten El It gives you something to think about. It stops you in your tracks and you become aware that Life isn't eternal. You've got to be serious about it. That's good. That's not bad. Not morbid. Right? So let's tell you a word. That's a sign of morbid. Yeah? No joie de vivre. No joy of life. That's the shalom. Yeah? That has to be the simcha. So Kohelas is about that. You have to be the simcha. But you've got to have a gilu viroada. Simcha has to be tempered by seriousness. person needs to know that life is serious. Something steering between life being happy and life being serious. There's a steer between life being fun-filled and being serious, right? Heilulus and earnestness don't go together. Simcha and seriousness don't only go together, they need one another. So, sometimes it's very healthy to be Isaac with people who are sad, with tzaras, not because you want to be morbid, but because you want to allow yourself to become aware that life is serious. That's one of our terrible things today in America. People are afraid to come face to face with death. It's bad, but it's not good. Nowadays you go by by Levaya, or so it's not such a formal Levaya, so you never get to see the cavern. You get to the Pesachrova, so there's a lovely green base carpet spread over the thing so that nobody should be offended by the appearance of the, the cavern. And they bring the coffin, they put it down on the ground, whenever he goes home and the workers put the carpet away and then they can see the grave and they put the coffin down in the grave. That's bad, that's not good. Right? Because that's a sort of a organize. Don't have it painful. Don't have anything ugly. It's not good. Because pain 
his ugliness, and that's toil. One of the problems people have, and he tells us, is it's difficult to recruit people to the Isaac and the Chabal Kaddisha. One of the nicest mitzvahs in the book, right? One of the biggest, I found him doing chesed. It's to be Isaac with the mason, whether it's the Schmiedel, whether it's the Tara, whether it's the Kurum. Nowadays, it's very hard to find people who want to be Zeichel in that mitzvah. I can't do that. I give you my time, I'll give everything, but this not. It's not for me. I can't take it, I can't stand it. That's an aspect of our chinuch. It's a bad aspect. Something a person has to be able to do. Quite apart from the mitzvah aspect of it, but because it's right. Because mothers is good. Not happy, sad. But the existence of that sadness in the world is good. That's that aspect of it. Go to Perik Tess. Yeah, go to Posuk Yud. Yeah. Whatever you have a chance to do, do it enthusiastically. Do it right. Do it with Leviticus. Do it with spirit. Ki ein masa v'cheshboin v'saas v'daas v'chochma v'sha'oil ata v'sha'ata hoylach shama. One of these days, God is going to die. And there you're not going to be able to do it anymore. So do it fast. It's rizistic. That's not a sad peric. Look at Posuk Zayin. Let's lead up to this Posuk Yud, the Posuk Zayin. Be happy, be besimcha. If you're doing the right thing, you should know that Hashem has pleasure from it. But, be aware that there's a limit. Marry a woman whom you love, whom you can build a life with, whom you can grow with. It's good. It's nice to have a pleasant life. It's nice to have a family. There's lots of wonderful things to do in life. And they're so wonderful. They're so nice. Do them enthusiastically. Realize that life is limited. You've got to use it to the fullest. So that's the Hebel. That's the Havel Havolim Omer Kahelas, Havel Havolim Hakoil Havel. The transience of the unit. That's the introduction to the Sefer. You want to be a Yore, you've got to realize the kind of world in which you're living. There's another donation for the word Hebel, besides the Ramban. We need to know that too. What is Hebel? That we need to know the Chumash, or the story of Royak when he came out of the table. So he planted the vineyard, Ayita Kerem, the Brank, so Chum, Aviknan, so the Ebas Oviv, told his brothers, Ayika Shem, Ayofes, it's a similar. They put it on their backs and they went in to cover their fathers. So Chazal say over there that Shem and Yofes, who did this mitzvah, both of them got a reward. 
Rebbeinu gives schar. When you do mitzvahs, Rebbeinu gives schar. So what does shame get? Shame got the talis shel tzitzis. Right? Shame was the progenitor of Avram, was the person from Avram was descended. We had the shame. So the talis shel tzitzis. That was his schar. What did Yofis get? Yofis got kvura. What's that? That's Achis Hayamim. It's going to be Mechemes Goygumogog, which means that all the Umas Ha'ilam are going to get together to fight the Yidin and Eretz Yisrael. And there's going to be a terrible Mechama, and the Goyim at that point will be destroyed. They're going to lie around corpses. They're going to lie around the Eretz Yisrael. There's going to be a seven month Tachnit. The Yidin are going to go around burying those Mesa. So it's a very detailed description of that. So the implications of that and what it means, that's not for now. But that kvura, their bodies won't be lying around in desoyen, but that they'll be buried, that was the schar of Yofas. So they both got schar in the area of Kovach, because they did not allow their father to become Mubuzah. So they were rewarded with Kovach. Shame, the Kovach of his Meshama. It's the talis. Talis that we're allowed to wear, Talis that sits us, it's a covert for our Nisham. We'll go into that in a few moments. Yofas, he got the covert for his good. Cool. Why? Why was shame rewarded? It was covered for his Nisham. And Yofas, the answer to that is because shame acted in a Nisham kind of way, and Yofas acted in a good kind. That's how the Maral explained it. Because you know the Chazal say, it doesn't say in the Posseg as we would have expected, by Yikhu, Shem and Yofes as a similar. Shem and Yofes took the similar together. It says, by Yikach, singular. By Yikach, Shem and Yofes as a similar. So really, Shem took it. Yofes just dragged along. Yofes was passive. Shame was active. That's the difference between the Shama and Guf. The Guf is just a chunk of nothing. Neutral. By itself, it doesn't function. It can be schlepped into the bad, or it can be schlepped into the good. That's what the Guf is. That's what Yofis was. He allowed shame to drag him along. But it wasn't his own initiative. So shame was the initiating force of Kedusha. Yofas was passive, plastic. Do with me what you want. You want to schlep me to toil? I'll come along. That's what Yofas did. So he got rewarded with his Shama, he got rewarded with his Maral explains that Yofas, see that's the Poshet, all we have to do is to learn Chumash to have it hit us that obviously the three sons of Noach in the plan of the Lebanish Lelam must have had a very similar function as the three sons of Odomarish. In both cases it was a question of re-establishing or establishing the world. So the three Koichas which were given to Odom, which was Kai and Haven and Shes, were given to Noyot and Shem from and Yofas. So the parallels are 
that Chom is the equivalent of Kayan, which we won't have to go into now, that Shem is the equivalent of Shes, which we also won't go into at this point, and Yofes is the equivalent of Havel. What is Havel? Well, explains well, that it's even Marumas in their names. Yofes is Yofi, is beauty. And beauty is Hevel. It's a property of the Guf. Beauty is nothing to do with the Neshama. Beauty is a Guf stick of the Neshama. And that is Hevel. So Hevel HaYofi. That's why Hevel was called Hevel too. He died. Because his life was Hevel. It's going to be a limited kind of life. Chase is the one who took humanity on its path. Now let's discuss that for a moment. What is the Havelness of Havel, of Yoyfi? What do shame and chase have which Yofes and Havel don't have? So we can find that in the reward which shame was given. He was given the Talis Shell Sixes. Okay? By the way, there's a little preview of Hanukkah. Because the Elthus arrives in their Hanukkah. So they put the their Hanukkah, smile. So that should be Zuzu Biyamin, the their Hanukkah, smile by the door. Bupal Habayas, im tzitzi yoysef be'emsa. Bupal Habayas should stand in the middle with his tzitzis. Right? So you see that when we have a mitzochen of shame over Yofes, soil over Yovan, so we wave our tzitzis around. Our tzitzis come into it somewhere. What's the function of tzitzis? The function of tzitzis is a very interesting function. The Moen Menachas. Moen Menachas tells a story. It was man. It was a very, very big Baltaiva. And he heard that there was a Zaina. Chachehayam was a signer with whom you could be mzane, but it cost a lot of money to be mzane with her. They hired a ship, took along this huge amount of money to pay the signer for being mzane with her. Moa tells a whole story, how he got there, how he finally got into her. The bottom line is that just about, about to Mit the Meisterstus, Bo'ut Sitzi Yosef, the Tafkudai Adkana. His Tzitzis came. They slapped him in the face and said, Hey, don't do that. When that happened, he cupped himself. Oh, yes, it's a terrible Yetzara. Alright, spent so much money. He went to Krachayayam. He's willing to spend so much money. So he allowed the Tzitzis slap him on his face and stop him from doing so. Why can Sitsis do that? See, so the Baral explains. See, it's not a coincidence that we put the Sitsis on the corners of the beggar. Sitsis hakana, we call them. See, when you take a beggar, the corners very clearly define limitations. Right? That's what corners are. They have a clearly defined limit. You want to know the size of this beggar? 
This is it. Because so long, so wide. These are the corners, these are the edges. That's it. Tipsis come along and they say, hey, we can extend this beyond its limitations. Right? Not true that things end over here. We can take the beggar beyond itself. Tzitzis is a lotion. Tzitz has sada. Tzitz is the things that grow out. Yeah? You have a field, you have a big ground of nothingness. Suddenly things grow. It becomes green. It becomes productive. It's growth. It's trialist. It's usage. So this man was absolutely and completely in the grips of his time. There was no way natural forces which could help him to be was limited. I can't go beyond this. I'm in the grips of something that is stronger than I am. I'm limited. I can't do more than this. Sitsis came. They touched him on the face and they said, you fool, there's no such thing. No such thing as being limited. There's no will which binds a person and tells them this much you can do, but you can't do more than that. It's the function of tzitzis. See, they take one beyond the limitation. See, and that is what shame had, and what Yophis didn't have. Yophis didn't get the tzitzis. The goof is limited. The goof has a gvul. Now, that gvul can be a very wide gvul. Everest is a huge mountain. It can be a very big gvul. Be a very opposing one, a strong one, a beautiful one. But what it is, it is. One that we can't go. What enables a person, or what enables one to take anything beyond its boundaries? Boundaries is a physical property. What allows boundaries not to matter? That is if you inject ultimacy. Take an ashamed. You take something holy. Take something which is not physical in nature. Then you can extend. You can find curses of yourselves which take you beyond what seemingly is the limit of what you can expect of yourself. There's growth and there's development. Hevel and Yoyfi. is Hevel. What is Hevel? Hevel is this. What we're defining now. That Hevel, that state of being limited, is that state of having a good Having a boundary beyond which one can't go. Shlomo Meller said, Abel Havolem Omakahelas, Abel Havolem, Akhail Havel, what he was saying was this, that unless we do something about it, which is the purpose of this Sefer, right? unless we become Yeresha Mayans, which is as it's going to be arguing throughout the Sefer, the world in which we find ourselves is a finite world. It's a world which has no built-in growth potential in itself. By itself, it's static. It can't go beyond itself. Adigavis is awesome. Build a beautiful bridge, paint a beautiful painting, pose a beautiful piece of music. But all that is within the of physicality. That's the havelness of the world. What do we do about that havelness? That's the challenge which he makes for himself. 
That's what he goes into the next pasuk. Yisrael and the Adam, Falamola Shiyamal Tachas Hashemesh. He's going to invest his kaifas, he's going to invest his efforts in the physical world, which is the Tachas Hashemesh. Means if you see next week, Mitzvah Hashem, then it's all paper, then it's all limited. It's nice, it's beautiful, it's inspiring, it's very very nice, but it's paper. Yaifi, what can be nicer than Yaifi? Yaifi is beauty. It's something very wonderful. But by itself, it's useless. All you have to do is look around in the world and you'll see that. There's so much beauty in the world. Natural beauty, man-made beauty. What happens to the man-made beauty? Music. Is there a bigger gift? Ancient gave mankind and beauty than music. Told you the Gon, I didn't tell you the Gon, the Gon in the Vayomim. Gon says, why music? Because with music you can conquer the Yetzirah. That's something. The Rabbanisham gave the chaos of music into the world. With music you can conquer the Yetzirah. So what do we do with music? Or what does the world do with music? It creates ugliness. It creates decadent music. Music music. Music which has the chaos to arouse the worst aspects of the person within himself. It's hatred. Right? Beauty is not something that can exist by itself. Infused with Kedusha, it stops. Without it, it's not Nothing there. Not only neutral, but Destructive. So that's the paper which Lamamela sees in the Bria if he got his. So those are the two aspects of Hegel. A bunch of in Hegel being transient. So there in the Kashi already we have the Tevats, or Lakim also Shayyumil Fana, right? That the Hegel itself is toy, by Yalakim and Kalash also in a toy, right? The other way of Hegel, which I told you, which perhaps is the way Maral explains it, is why well, we've got the Kashi. haven't got the Terrors yet. Hegel means the limitations, the Gulen, of a Tachas Hashemish, take account of existence. You have to leave that in God. 